We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week one, best bets, gold, silver, bronze picks, and whatever other random elements that Cam wants to throw out. I bought him a periodic table. He has it not behind him. He has it in front of him. So we can give us some lithium picks of the week or something like that. Yes. Either way, we're going to try to bring some winners. Maybe not as many as last year, unfortunately, because I feel like that's relatively unsustainable. So here's what I need you to do, because here's the best way to win money this week. Enter the Pat Mayo Experience thousand dollar giveaway you win 500 bucks 250 bucks it's divvied up it's not a thousand dollars to one person it's 500 250 250 all you need to do it's super simple sub to mayo media network on youtube that one's easy boom you just did that that takes two seconds then either go to apple or spotify or both if you really want to subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast set it to auto downloads leave a five-star review Email or Twitter handle in there, and boom, you're in the draw. We're giving away the winners on next Wednesday's Pat Mayo Experience. Remember to turn on those auto downloads. I don't care if you listen, but I need you need those downloads. All right, I'm trying to sell ads here, so uh, help me out on that front. Rob Pozzola and Cam Stewart are on the line. Season two of The Best Bets, the hottest new show of 2021 is back. Hopefully, we don't have a letdown. Hopefully, this isn't like uh, Homeland season two, Rob. <laughs> Uh, Homeland season two was fine. I think it was season three that was the letdown, if I recall correctly. But yeah, I mean, it was a great year last year. I'm I'm stoked to be doing this show again this season. Um, I'm not so stoked about this bay window that's directly shining light into my eyes that I was unable to fix before the show. But uh, football's back, man. I mean, this is the, the best time of year for me. Um, I'm just a huge football fan, so really happy to be on board again with you guys. Cam, over under 35 and a half bets you already have in for week one. Actually under right now, Pat. I got a couple bets in the BMW and golf and I've sprinkled away. I got about like 18 right now. Uh, you know, I've never seen, uh, what's it called? Homeland? Never seen it. Uh, I have no idea. I, 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 I've seen like ads for it. Never seen that show. By the way, Pat, I was, uh, you know how Feinberg ripped me for my Perry Perry sauce and stuff. And I saw his little rant from the other show. Uh, I know what peri-peri sauce is, the liquid. I was talking about a dry rub. That's why it was different than the liquid. And by the way, I took a Flex Seal for a spin. I got a real, I got a leak in my uh, kitchen and uh, it doesn't work. Uh, I don't care what Phil Swift says. Uh, he's not going through a marsh full of gators with uh, Flex Seal in that boat. Because I can tell you one thing, he's dead. Wow. He's absolutely, he's gator meat. Uh, I'm telling you, I put it there and it's actually, it makes a nice barrier. But the problem is eventually it leaks through. And now I just got big, big chunks of like liquid plastic back there. And it, it really smells. That's the problem. Like with the water hits the, it's toxic. So, toxic. What, so what you're saying is that Sebastian Munoz is never coming on your show on Sports Grid in order to talk. Yeah, he could come on the show. I'll just tell him Flex feels a, it's a bullshit. Like it, that, that product, like I, I've never tried the tape nor the paste, but I got the spray. And I was trying to get, I had a little hole in the sink, a little, little small leak. 
does not work. Started off great, keeps on leaking, goes to the back, and it smells. So mm-hmm. uh, F minus. Well, uh, before we jump into the picks, I need to let you know about the new presenting sponsor of the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by Flex Seal. Oh, Cam. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll try the tape. Okay. I'll try the tape and uh, the paste. <laughs> But I'll tell you, the spray, it's just, that stuff's really dangerous too. Hey, drug addicts, if you really want to get high, Flex Heal, like it'll do do you better than a can of uh, spray paint. I can tell you that. This stuff's lethal. It reeks. Almost as dangerous as eating popcorn before bed. Oh, way more dangerous, Pizzola. Way more dangerous. I thought thousands of people a year, though, die of popcorn before bed. How many? Flex Seal, Flex Seal, the silent killer. That's the thing. You don't know when it gets in your lungs, and then you got a real problem. It's like asbestos. So pick them. So, again, actually, before we do get to the gold picks, uh, Rob, myself, and Cam had a huge announcement yesterday. More so, Rob, than anything else. But if you want more exclusive content from myself, Cam, and Rob, or me, Cust, and Feinberg, you need to head on over to The Hammer. Because The Hammer is the brand new website. Just launched multimedia, podcast, everything you need. If you like betting on sports, whether you're super serious, super casual, there is something for everyone. Rob... You're like the man over there. So take it away. Tell everyone about the hammer. Yes, uh, it's been a vision of mine for a long time. I think really what I wanted to do is try to bridge um, all the sports betting content. Typically, you have you know your recreational content. You have your sharp content. No one's really been able to build a community for all bettors. And that's what I'm really trying to do. So anyone who wants to check out uh, some betting content, head over to the hammer. The website is thehammer.bet.bet. Um, We will be posting regular content over the course of the football season, adding stuff for NBA, NHL, MMA, golf, so on and so forth. But really excited. We have a community of 50 creators to start, uh, only going to expand in the near future. And there should be somewhat something there for everyone. So the the hammer. Yeah. Get mm. the get Something the hammer. Like you're watching. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, like is, listen, that, is, that I, your, is that your is that your side gig there, Pozzola? Just uh, <laughs> the hammer, just slaying people in porn. The um, well, <laughs> fair enough. The original name of the network, uh, I'll air it now, was actually going to be called the Banger Betting Network. Oh, so and, both and sexual that, connotations, hammers and banging. Now Excellent. I didn't I didn't really think about the sexual connotation with the hammer. It was more so like trying to. You know, when you when you bet a game, you're gonna make a yeah, big bet. You're saying, I'm hammering it. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. hammer it, right? So yeah. uh, that's where it sort of came from. I wasn't really thinking about dongs when I was making the name of the network. How about sprinkles and hammers? Because some people just like to sprinkle, and other people like to hammer. But anyway, it's it's, uh, it's a little bit. You I mean like I, I also want a simple URL, right? Like hammer dot. Yeah, it's very easy. You know, if if you have to go to sprinklesandhammers.com, like that's going to be a little yeah. bit more challenging for people. that. Doesn't that doesn't sound very clean either? It's, no, it does. I mean, sprinklesandhammers.com is just like the end of the game, right? That's a that's that's where you get your money shot. Rob's money shots of the week. Sprinkles and hammers. There we go. The hammers. There we go. Excellent. All right, we got football to talk about, fellas. Let's yep. get let's get into the gold picks. Cam crushed us and crushed like every person on earth in gold picks last year. So Pat, Pat I know you're the host, but again, like I just said, what, don't we start with bronze and work our no, way up? No, we don't. Gold and we, we, work we, our we, way we don't. I know that's how you would like to do it. That's not how this works. Okay. I well, love you're, you're, hey, man. You're 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 you're, you're ca- the captain of the ship. I just I like to work my way up to the to, yeah. To the that's top not how we do but... it. We're working on retention okay. time here. Retention time, a very important metric of both videos and podcasts. Okay. People want the they want the best picks and then they want to leave. That's what they want to do. Oh, the I, di- see. The oh, di- I see. The diehards they stick around. They're going to find them all out anyway, and they're going to find out why popcorn kills you. Or why you want to stab someone this week? That's what they're going to sticking True. around for towards the end. I'm going with my gold pick. I was. It's the bet that I have the biggest thing on so far this week. Uh, and I see that the VIG from DraftKings Sportsbook has finally kind of flopped. It was minus 105 for a while. But I'm taking the easy road here. Can't wait to get screwed by it. But Baltimore, minus 7 at the Jets. The Jets are terrible. The Ravens are good. Feels like this should be 13 and a half. It's not. Minus 7. Ravens. Joe Flacco is starting at quarterback, Rob. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I know Joe Flacco. Some some people are talking about it like it's an upgrade. I can personally see that because I think Zach Wilson is so bad. Um, I mean, to me, there's only one way to look in the game. It's Baltimore or nothing. I know a lot of people are going to talk themselves into a lot of the home dogs this week. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to bet whatever they want. But I do think that there are some really bad football teams. I think Baltimore, to, to me, like you look at last season, the amount of injuries they suffered on defense. 
They have a fully healthy defense going into this year. I think that's a big factor for them. They get Ronnie Stanley back at left tackle. If he's anything close to what he was a couple years ago, uh, which is an all-pro left tackle, then you have a pretty solid offensive line. I, I just don't know that the Jets have the firepower to keep pace in week one. Um, so I agree. I mean, I made this game just slightly above seven. That's the only way I, I could look. Uh, in terms of Flacco, I mean, the guy has historically been terrible under pressure or at least below average under pressure. This was even when he was a good quarterback back in the day. You get a Ravens defense who blitzes uh, pretty much just as much as anyone in the league. I, I mean, it's the NFL. Weird things happen on a weekly basis. But I, I think Baltimore is a pretty good football team. I think the Jets are a bottom five football team. Um, I think if I had to pick a side in the game, it's Baltimore, Cam. Uh, yeah, I don't really like the game. I'll tell you one thing about the Jets. You guys are morons. You should have kept Chris Strebler. Guy was a good quarterback in the Canadian Football Wait, League I, and a backup I, in Arizona. And he's better than the magic uh, Mike White. I can tell you that. Strebler's fine. Strebler is the preseason GOAT. As soon as you see Chris Strebler come into a preseason game, you go and live bet you whatever bet team. Yeah. The problem is people talk themselves into stuff like this because, I mean, he's playing a bunch of third stringers, right? Yes, I, I, Pizzola, but he was good in Arizona too. He's a good third string. I'm not saying second. He's a third. He is a serviceable third string quarterback. The guy's actually a, he's a gamer. A anyway, I, I'm, I'm not hold, running the hold, Jets hold, hold, hold on. You think that he's better than Hall of Famer, Mike White? No, way better. Mike White sucks. Guy had one good game. Strebler's yeah. good. He's a, he's he's durable. He's been in the league a long time. He knows different offenses. Canadian Football League quarterback, Arizona backup. The guy's fine. Cam, uh, if Cam, if he, Cam, if he didn't play in the CFL, you'd say he fucking sucks too. We know he sucks. No, he Don't wouldn't. Worry no, about no, it. no, Pat. It's not like anyway. Let's move on. Who cares? What about Chris Strebler? Guy's third stringer. I get anyway. Yes, he had a great preseason. I apologize. Practice what squad. Practice squad MVP. Chris Strebler. Wasn't he like the best? Wasn't he like a Canadian Strebler. football? Strebler. He, pl whatever. he played a playoff game for Arizona, yes. right? He was a starting quarterback. And he did good. Sounds like he was great. He, what was that when the era when they were running out like Lindley and rich Uncle Skelton at quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Skelton. Yeah, I yeah, forgot, forgot, about forgot Skelton. about the skeleton and Lindley. Yeah, that's a bad batch. So, bad batch. Baltimore yeah. minus okay. seven for me. Cam, let's build on this momentum. What's your gold pick? Putting a lot of pressure on me. I was going after like two really dirty dogs. I'm going to settle on the Houston Texans. Nope. I don't like the fact that this line has been uh, bet down. I liked it a hell of a lot better at eight and a half when it opened up. But you know what? I think Indianapolis is a great team. They're going to win that division. But asking them to win by more than a touchdown on the road in week one, I think the Texans are going to surprise people. I think their defense is a little bit better than advertised. I don't mind Davis Mills. I think it's going to be a real grind them out. Everyone's going to have this game as their uh, survivor pick too. I think Indy squeaks out a win. Give me the exaggerated points with the Houston Texans and lovey. Well, you can catch Rob Cam and I doing our survivor pick breakdown over at the hammer sometime on Thursday. So you can most definitely check that out. I am so Why are you shaking your head, Rob. I, 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 I mean, I, I don't like, I'll, I'll let Pat, I'll let Pat give his rebuttal before I, I jump on the pool, uh, jump in the pool here. Yeah. Well, I've already seen Paul's minus 28 for Indianapolis this week. Cust, very big on the Houston Texans, just like general oh, public God. is big on the Houston Texans this week. The Texans aren't good. The Colts are good. And now like they're going to have their entire defense healthy. It's not so much that the – I agree with you, Cam. I think that the Texans' defense is better than advertised. They can get to the quarterback. They're not horrible. But they just don't have enough to score points on this also very good Indianapolis defense. Like, there are certain – it's funny. Like, year after year, when you have some continuity within these divisions, you just see different trends end up coming. Like, there's something with the Jags, how they're coached, their skill sets, and matching up against the Frank Reich Indianapolis Colts. It's a problem. But – it's not a problem when they take on the Texans. They're going to absolutely wax the Texans, Rob. Uh, okay. I, uh, I tend go, to agree. There goes my gold picks. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's review last year. I think every time myself and Pat <laughs> ragged on your gold pick, it won. you ended up winning in, in flying colors. So The problem uh, is it's a public dog. That's why I, I, uh, but it's already uh, in my head. I, don't I worry about that up. stuff. Don't Honestly, don't worry about that stuff. Here, here's the thing for me. Indy and Houston played two times last year. The spreads in those games were Indy minus 10, Indy minus 11 and a half. I don't know what has happened over the course of this offseason where we're getting to Indy minus seven. Like the Colts, to me, upgraded at quarterback. I think that their defense is better, especially at cornerback. I think the Texans are also better. Don't get me wrong. But they got pasted by the – they got outscored 62-3 to by the Colts last year. 
Uh, huge coaching mismatch, in my opinion, with Frank Reich against Lovey Smith. Uh, I, I don't know. I think people are talking themselves into Houston because they closed the season a little bit better last year. Typically, we do see that. The sentiment to start the next year is how did the team end the season, the previous season? But uh, I don't know. I think Indy's uh, is pretty deep here. Uh, the one thing I will say in support of Cam's pick, yes, I will say something in support of Cam's pick. If you go back for like the last couple decades and you look at divisional home dogs in week yep. one, for some reason or another, they just, cover at like a 75% clip. It um, is. I, I actually just looked at it. It's uh, in the past, I believe it is eight years. The dogs in a division week one matchup cover at a 64% clip. Yeah, it's it's quite high. Um, I don't know if it's just randomness or not, or if there's something to that. But personally, I, I just don't see like why the the spreads from last year to now should have been adjusted this much this much. And, um, and, so, and here's the crazy I, yeah. thing about it: like you have it's week one, so the Colts have this horrible history of playing in week one. They just get beat every mm -hmm. single week one, so people are latching onto that. And it's Week one, people want to find a, an upset pick in order to take. So, like, I know people that are betting Houston money line. Like, maybe they're right. Maybe they'll have all of the winnings in the world. This just doesn't seem like the right one to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know where they match up well against the Colts. I personally, I don't see it. I mean, maybe, maybe Davis Mills is ready to take that next step. Personally, I don't think so. I think he still has a weak arm. I think he did show a little bit of promise towards the end of last season but I still have him as a well below average quarterback going into the year. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about numbers, right? And more so than the teams. And like, if you, if you gave me a Houston plus 10, I'd be very interested in that in week one, but seven, I, I don't know. I don't know that they keep it with it a touchdown, my so, personal opinion. So Houston plus seven for Cam, Baltimore minus seven for me, Rob, gold star pick. Great start to the year for Cam, by the way. First thing he says gets absolutely shit on <laughs> for the next two minutes in terms of picks. Cam, I I, I know how this works. I know how this show works. No, this is good. This, you know, yeah, but if, exactly. you, if I'm right again, you guys can do this every week. But if I'm wrong, I need I need a new strategy. Houston, I love that line open up at eight and a half. But anyway, Rob, I'll continue. I I, I don't like the fact that it's been bet down. That's a concern, but I think they keep it close. That's all. Okay, gold pick for me. Uh, Cleveland Browns plus one and a half Love minus one ten. Uh, preparing for Baker Mayfield to ruin my Sunday. However, I don't know how. Like, how are the Panthers favored in this game? I, I get it. Like, Baker is up upgrade at quarterback over Darnold. But like, if you look at these rosters on paper, the Browns are significantly better than the Panthers at pretty much every positional group across the board. Uh, maybe not wide receiver. Everything or else, or Cleveland has a huge. And or quarterback, correct. But but like Brissett is a fine fit for this offense, right? They still have a very good offensive line. They still have a very good running game. I don't think Cleveland's, uh, excuse me, Carolina's defense poses much of a threat. Uh, a lot of people are going to point to Carolina's numbers defending the run last year, 4.1 yards per carry allowed. Yeah, that's pretty decent. I mean, not when you adjust for the fact that they faced one of the worst slates of opposing running games in the NFL. I do think Cleveland will be able to run all over them. I'm still very concerned about Baker behind that Panthers offensive line. Welcome to the NFL, Iki Okonu. Like, that's going to be a, a horrible matchup against Miles Garrett in game one. The interior of that offensive line, uh, Pat Elfline at center, uh, Corbett, Michael Jordan, that's not great. That O-line gave up 52 sacks last year. And what we know about Baker and what we've seen with Baker is when you can pressure him, He's going to make some bad decisions. So uh, I, I think the Browns should be favored in this game. And it's not like I think, oh, this is like a pick them. There's a little bit of value here. I think the, like there's been a massive adjustment to the downgrade from Deshaun Watson to Jacoby Brissett. I think Brissett is at least like a game manager can handle this offense, not make a, a bunch of critical mistakes like Baker did last year. On top of that, I like the Browns coaching staff quite a bit more than I like Matt Rule with the Panthers as well. Who's the OC there? Ben McAdoo. Thanks for coming out, boys. Browns win this game. I like them plus one and a half. I'm, I'm with Rob, Cam. What do you think? Love the Browns. Uh, we talk about adding minerals, tungsten, and whatever. The Browns made my list uh, too. That I, I usually have about six or seven. That was definitely there. I will play the Browns as well. Love them. All right. Let's move to the silver picks. And Cam, we'll start with you on this one. So it's not Cleveland because they're a tungsten pick. What's the silver pick? 
I love I love betting every game. I have to nail this down. <laughs> Give me the Giants. <laughs> I want the Giants at plus. Uh, what am I getting? Six and a half. So what am I getting? Six. Six and a half. What am I getting here? I don't. Sorry, I, I don't have the DraftKings lines because I don't have like I can't log in and do all that stuff. So I'm looking at other books. You got five and What's, a half. What do you guys got? You got five and a half on the Giants. I'll still take it. I'll take it at five and a half. I like the Giants in this spot. I think Tennessee is due for regression. Um, you know what? I, I I know this is a crazy pick as well, but this is what I do on the show, guys. Maybe I'm gonna get, get absolutely pummeled this week and have to regroup and figure it out regroup at the Red Lobster and come up with a new strategy. But I think Danny Dimes will be okay in this game. I see major problems. Uh, and you know what? The Titans had some injuries too. I don't like that secondary. They're a little bit erratic. Uh, I think Tannehill, I don't care if it's a contract year. I'm not really impressed. I think the Giants actually come into this game and can win this game outright. So I know it's a little bit of a stretch. I, there's a lot of things that I like, a lot of other games. I don't know. I'm probably picking the wrong ones. But, you know, Rob got Cleveland, and I like Cleveland too. But give me... Give me the damn G-men in Tennessee. I think they could win this game, so I'm going to take the points. I, I've heard a lot of people, sharp people, Rob, on this one. I'm starting to think, because everyone doesn't believe in Tennessee, that Tennessee might just be the play here for me. Like, it's probably a stay away, because I don't think the Giants are any good whatsoever. I, and, like, I people, start pe to think that. People want, go ahead, Pat. Pe pe people want them to be really good. And, like, yeah, they have recognizable. They're a New York team. Like, everyone they have is going to be way over high. They have Dayball coming in. But is he really going to turn around Danny Dimes in this offense with an already banged up Kadarius Tony, the corpse of Kenny Galladay? Maybe Barkley's back to being 100% Barkley. Can they block? Maybe. They should be okay. But I still see even losing, you know, a main cog on their defense, Tennessee should still be able to generate pressure. And if their only game plan is hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, this is one of those games where that can work. Yes. Until you remember that Cust loves the Titans. And then all of that... <laughs> goes right out the window i don't know what it is with the guy he literally will curse he, 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 he just has like that touch where it doesn't matter what he touches it turns to shit i don't like either of these teams i'll make it explicitly clear i wish they weren't playing each other in week one so i could bet against both of them with that said there's no chance i would lay these points with tennessee no chance uh, I think there's enough upside with the Giants potentially in that day ball comes in there and is able to get something out of that team. Tennessee's pretty much average across the board. You look at their numbers offensively without A.J. Brown last year, it was such a huge drop-off for Tannehill in those games where A.J. Brown was out. I think that's a huge difference maker this year. They did draft Traylon Burks. He also was like fourth on the depth chart for a lot of preseason. They've had to elevate him now because they don't really have a lot of options. Uh, I, I just don't think that Tennessee is a team that I could possibly lay points with here. So I do agree with Cam. I'm not I'm not betting Giants five and a half. I do think the Giants are the right side in the game, though. With that said, uh, I would be like I, I'll be very happy to fade the Giants at many points this year because I still don't think their offensive line is good enough. I think Danny Dimes that this guy just cannot feel pressure like he cannot. He just has that like those two fumbles a game where everyone that's watching the TV knows he's about to get hit, but he's the only guy on the field that has no clue. Uh, and I agree that the supporting cast is not as great as people think, especially since Kenny Galladay looks like he's an 89 year old man out there. So um, all this sounds like, you know, uh, I'm trashing the Giants, which I am, but I still think that if you have to play a side in this game, it's New York. Okay, so I'll give out my silver pick. I'm also taking a five-and-a-half-point dog. One of my favorite bets from the preseason was Falcons to make the playoffs at 8-1. to one. And I really like the Falcons plus five-and-a-half at home against the Saints in this game. I, th I think the Saints are being wildly overrated coming into the year. Like, the <laughs> Jameis, fine. Is he better than Mariota? I mean, at draft time, people thought yes. That's why he went one and Mariota went two. But people are written off Mariota like he's an absolute scrub. Don't think that's the case. And I don't think that the drop-off from 74-year-old Matt Ryan a year ago to Mariota this year is overly substantial. And I look at their defense. They still have solid corners on the outside. Probably no Michael Thomas, or at least he's banged up already again with a hamstring. You're going to have no Traquan. You have, a, you have no Sean Payton, that's a huge loss. Year two of Arthur Smith. Now Drake London might be banged up. It looks like he's going to play. But you'll have Drake London, you're going to have Kyle Pitts, and you're going to have Cordero Patterson out of the backfield with two good corners on the other side. Will New Orleans be able to run it down their throats? Probably. But if we're just going to get into a contest where you're milking clock and only running the ball, 
I want the team with the points. I don't mind a sprinkle on the money line in this one, Cam. I think that Atlanta is just being wildly disrespected for a team that won seven games last year. The over is four and a half for the year. It's insane. I almost want to switch all my picks and go with Cleveland, Atlanta, and all the other things that I'm not going to pick, but I agree with you, Pat. I like the Falcon. I think it's a close game. Saints squeak out a win, take the generous points with Atlanta. Mariota has a lot to prove as well, too. I like what I saw from him. I think it's going to be a tighter game than people think. Rob, this is now when you shit all over Atlanta. No, it's not. It's actually I, I'm actually going to pick the same game for my silver, but I'm going to take the total. I like the over 42 at DraftKings, which I think is a good number here. I don't think this is deserving of being one of the lowest totals on the board. Uh, I do think that there's firepower on both of these teams' offenses. We could talk about Jameis. Like, Jameis was having the best season of his career until he got injured last year. He's actually surrounded by weapons. The offensive line is going to be a concern for the Saints this year. But the Falcons are not the team that's going to exploit that. Like you look at the Falcons front seven on defense, Grady Jarrett is basically their best player there. He had a down year last year. They just don't generate pressure. So I think that in good conditions, inside a dome, you have Jameis who can dump it off to Kamara here and there. They add Chris Olave in the draft, Jarvis Landry as well. I think that's a team that's going to score a lot of points against the Falcons defense. With that said, I echo your sentiment on Mariota. The, the first stringers, whether it was Mariota or Ritter, whoever was out there in the preseason, that first team offense looked very good. They have legitimate weapons. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. Cordero Patterson had a coming out party. The Saints defense is very good, but you get Mariota moving, uh, especially if this is a game where the Saints are leading. Uh, I, I do expect that Atlanta will play fast as well. I think 42 is just a very low number in this game. I was surprised. It actually took a little bit of under money. Uh, I think both teams are going to score into the 20s here. I don't know if Atlanta will cover. I do think that it's an Atlanta or nothing type of bet, but I, I prefer the over in this game. Looking at it too, that when we think about regression, I always more or less think about it in terms of defense other than anything else. Like an offensive piece can remain relatively stable. If you keep the same coordinator, running back, and offensive line, generally speaking, as long as you don't lose your best offensive weapon as a skill position, your offense is going to look relatively similar as it did a year ago. I don't feel like defense ever works that way. So when you have these top five defenses and bottom five defenses, like Rob, it's so rare to see a team go from, let's say the 27th ranked offense to the third ranked offense overnight unless Russell Wilson becomes your quarterback unless there's some sort of huge change however we see it every single year one of these bottom five defenses all of a sudden they're like 13th for no good reason they're just a little bit better like last year Atlanta had a below four percent adjusted sack rate no other team was below 5.3 they were that bad at getting to the passer I feel like that's his so historically bad it can't be that bad again it's, I mean, listen, that's possible. Like the, the regression to the mean is a real thing. It's just that they didn't really change much on their defense in the offseason. I, I do think that a lot of the teams that eventually just make that jump at least have some sort of offseason where you see improvements in terms of personnel. And Atlanta just really didn't have that. Atlanta has really good cornerbacks. Like they do. They, I mean, but the problem is they just cannot generate any pressure whatsoever. You give opposing quarterback time in the pocket to find an open person, they're going to do it. And I just don't see the personnel where that's going to change. Maybe I'm wrong. I do agree that if, uh, every now and then you do see a defense that just comes out of nowhere and has a great season or vice versa, where everyone expects them to be like an elite defense Cue Denver last year, where everyone was talking about them, like this great defense going into the year. And then all of a sudden they just fall off a cliff. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's a very unpredictable sport. I just, I mean, I would be floored if the Falcons end up, like a, a, a top half defense. I would be floored if they're in the top 20 in terms of defensive efficiency. There's just not much talent there. If they're going to win games, I think it'll be on the backs of their offense. Well, I Cam, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe they don't need to be the 13th ranked defense. They go from 31st to 22nd. Like that's a huge improvement over what they did a no, year I ago. Agree. And looking at the Saints, they were the number three defense last year that if all of a sudden they're the 11th best defense, well, they're significantly worse on defense all of a sudden. These guys play each other tight, too. It just doesn't, like, you know what I mean? And I love the Saints this year. I think they can actually win the division to beat Tampa Bay, but it's week one in the season. I think Mariota has a lot to prove. Pitts is going to be dangerous. That's the thing about the Falcons. I think their offense is actually going to surprise a lot of people. Rob's right, though. Their defense, they got some major holes, and I agree with the total. I think even though the Saints have a good D, I think there's going to be points scored. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a, you know, a 28 to 24 type of game, like 52, maybe 30, 31, 27. I, I think the 
the I think the Falcons just cover the number in this spot. I think it's a really tight game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Moving on to the bronze selections of week one. Cam, we'll start with you. I'm having a problem. I don't know what to do. There's so many things. Okay, these are the things that I like. Minnesota, Seattle, Washington, Philly, Chargers, and Arizona. I think I like... You already took Cleveland. I guess, yeah. I think I like almost every other side of that game, so I'm probably not the one to talk (laughs) to. I, I do like when Cam does this, though. I like when he throws out the rest of the board and just we we settle on like a consensus pick for the. Actually, it, ne- it never works. Screw it. Give me, give me. Uh, what, what's the line in that Chiefs game, Pat? It on is. DraftKings? It is up to six. Six. Sold. Give me the give me the Arizona Cardinals plus six at home against the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are going to be fine, and all this demise about Murray and the playbook and not reading whatever. They still have weapons on their team. I think they're going to be fine in this spot. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Kansas City's not just going to go there and roll. I like uh, I like Arizona in this spot. I, and as I said, I like all these other games. I have a feeling I might go six and zero with those games and like lose all these ones. But I got to take the generous points. Cheap, 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 cheap. That's the cardinal. People just think these guys are kind of come in there and wax these guys. I'm not sure. Everyone thinks Arizona is going to be dog crap. I we'll see. <laughs> I like six points at home. Home dogs. <sighs> That's my style. Give me Arizona. And I also like the Chargers, Pat. But the thing is, everyone's on the Raiders. I think the Chargers actually beat the Raiders by double digits. But I'll, I'll I'll land on Arizona. Yeah, but you have to remember that the the Chargers are the spreadsheet all stars, so they'll do something stupid to fuck it up, and all of a sudden they're just they down by forty eight points in the first quarter. It's like, how did this happen? It's like, oh, we squibbed, kicked it through our own end zone for some reason. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, Chargers, that's true. let's go. That's true. And and the I, thing that sucks about the the Chargers, sorry to cut you off, Pat, but like they're playing a road game at home, right, all the time, especially exactly. against the Raiders, right? They're gonna have to do silent counts on offense. Like, what what are we talking about here? It's it's insane. That that the, I, they have no home field advantage. Uh, so nope. I, I don't mind the Arizona pick, actually, now that it's up to six. I, I agree that the Chiefs are going to be pretty good, but we see Arizona start out hot every single year, and then Kyler gets banged up or something else happens. And I just looked into it. Someone brought this to my attention last night when I was doing my fantasy football draft, Rob. After October 28th, probably don't bet the Cardinals anymore. That's when the new Call of Duty is being released. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because of Cliff. Kingsbury in the second half of every year where his teams just shit the bed, no matter whether whether it's college football or NFL. But that is uh, pretty – I mean, listen, this Cardinals team, I think they're bad personally. 
I think that their cornerback situation is dire right now, where they're going to be heading into the week one of the season with the worst cornerback situation in the league. But all that is already accounted for, right? That's why the line has moved the way it has, because of the way that Arizona is heading into week one with the corners. I think there are question marks around Casey. I think Casey is going to be dominant again. I think they're actually underrated in the sense that everybody's looking for the team that's going to beat them in the AFC West. I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. But I do have legitimate concerns about them stretching the field without Tyreek Hill. I'd like to see that. Um, I mean, you, you typically had a speedster who could burn down the field, really create all these like multi-level plays and routes that this team could run on offense. I don't know how that works this year. Um, I'm, I guess we, we all agree here. I think Arizona would be the side at six. Um, with that said, if they lost 37 to seven, it wouldn't su- surprise me. I have zero confidence in all my selections, None. <laughs> but that's good. That's a good thing because sometimes when I do that, we have those two and one or three and oh weeks, but honestly, well, what am I going to do? I want to take Seattle against Denver. I, I, there's so many, you know, what the problem with the NFL is Rob, we have to do three picks. I don't like betting three games. I like, like, I usually have seven or eight and that's the way I roll. If I go five and three, six and two, whatever party time. I don't like, I know people, be selective. Ooh, pick a couple. No, that's not who I am. I'm a buffet man. I'm not a, I'm a not a la carte. I like more picks. Like Washington, I think, is going to be Jacksonville. Like there's a lot of games that I like. So Cam, yeah, well, Cam, I, I want to throw this by you because uh, Cuss Corner 36D was just released up on Mayo Media Network. I suggest everyone <laughs> go check it out. And 36D, what's what? What was it? Spanx? What's what's that new bra without the without the wires? Hey, A, B, and C already Spanx? came out. It's all yeah, part of the yeah. same series. I didn't want to release one 10-hour yeah. show. I had to chop it up. But Cuss suggested that yep. any new restaurant that opens be required to have a buffet. Do you agree? I love that. Actually, that's one of Cuss' best takes. I love, that is a horrible I think take. Should all, I think it should always be a buffet option. Hey, no, 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 no. I want buffet. That's the whole problem. I want a little bit of steak. That's why I love cruising, Pat. When I went on a cruise, you go, I want the steak. And you're like, ooh, you see the, the seafood uh, fettuccine? Hey, give me some of that too. You can ask for all these things and you get it. And that's the thing. It's variety is the spice of life. I love it. I'm not saying let's go down to the Golden Corral and eat, you know, day-old ch- chicken wings there. It, it can get, I've heard from people, it's a glorified cafeteria. Oh, oh, oh hold, 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 hold on, hold on. You wouldn't eat day-old chicken wings? Come on. Oh, I eat week-old chicken wings. I'm just saying I've never been to the Golden Corral, and people are telling me when I talk to our American friends that it's basically a cafeteria a, 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 with a buffet. But I'm going to give it a shot. They have all-you-can-eat ribs and wings. Can't Rob, say no to that. Rob, come on. Uh, I've, I've never been a big buffet person personally. Um, I think it's like different. I I just don't want to like keep getting up and going to the buffet, especially like I've seen stuff at buffets before that will make you never want to eat at a buffet again. I'm not talking about guys back in the day without the plexiglass sneezing all over the snow crab. I'm just, you know, they they got protective mirrors and stuff. You should have a corner of the buffet, like Pat, just for choice. Like chicken here, you know what I mean? Like just, just a nice little I mean, type you, of area. You, you worked in restaurants. Restaurants barely make any money as it is. Buffets certainly don't make any money. The reason that casinos yeah. have buffet and give them out for like five bucks is to get you in. So you lose five grand playing blackjack. Well, you're in the wrong business then. Maybe you should have gone into waste management. You opened up a restaurant. That's your fault. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's, it's, like, Do the research. I'm just saying you should have choice as a consumer. Hey, buddy, inflation's killing us. Have you been to the grocery store lately? I'm buying things. I used to get bags, eight bags and no frills. I'm walking out for 40 bucks. Now everything was like, I used to get, Rob, you know that's the deal. I got those big bag of chicken wings, the regular ones with no sauce are the best. Five ninety nine. you can't get them for anything under 10 to 12 bucks now. Everything's doubled. It's a well, joke. Well, Bring even- on the buffet either they've doubled the price or what they, they charge the same price and they've reduced the quantity well, that's of a, what I, you get that's and, the bigger scam and right smaller there. bags and stuff too that that's an old trick with coffee and potato chips though 60 minutes with andy rooney was uh, uh exposing those losers like that's the thing you get a t- tin full of coffee the thing's halfway full chips aren't 200 grams anymore they're 160 140 everybody knows right cam you, you need your guy with the the inside source that you used to go to with the pricing gun you need to go find that guy when you go in He's hard to find because he's 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 way at the other side of the, the other side of the city. So for the price of me getting there, it depends how much how much uh, you know ammunition he has in the gun. If we can get like a nice beef tenderloin and and, and knock that down, that's perfect because that could be a hundred dollar slab. 
Well, maybe, Rob, you can get a $100 slab if you hit your bronze pick. Let's hear it. Yeah, hit it. I'm going to do this one in honor of Cam. I was going to pick this regardless, but now hearing Cam mention it as well. I'm going to Monday Night Football. I'm going to play this a little differently, though. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks first half plus three and a half. Love it. Rather than full game. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna credit a friend of mine. His name is Ken Barkley. He's a great dude. He's been talking about this for years in terms of primetime games, taking the home dog in the first half. The market has not caught up to this yet. Eventually they will. But for some reason or another, these ugly pooches tend to cover early on in the games. And then the better team takes over in the second half and wins the game. This is a very emotional game for both teams, obviously. People think that Russell Wilson is just gonna roll in there. Yeah. And because, you know. This, he doesn't like Pete Carroll. He's just going to throw a million touchdowns. It's going to be game over. This line is kind of getting out of whack now. Personally, I believe that. I think that the Seahawks have a very good defensive line. They could cause some issues for Wilson in the early going. Yes, he's going to a team that has a better offensive line, but I do like the Seahawks defensive line quite a bit. They do have weapons on offense. I'm obviously concerned about the quarterback situation. People don't have to remind me who the quarterbacks are for the Seattle Seahawks. I get it. They still have two very good receivers there, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I just think that this is too many points for a first Gino half Smith, play. Kyle, you know what the funny thing is? Take a look at his numbers, ATS versus Russell Wilson at the tail end of their careers. Geno Smith might not be great, but he covered numbers because they got no respect. Rob, you remember the games against Pittsburgh and everybody else. He was covering numbers as a dog he went because to, they were inflated. He went 2-2 two and two ATS last season. Then Russell Wilson <laughs> came back without a finger Dude, and tried two. to play. Oh, he had to have a winning record. You are you kidding me? I thought it was like three and one, two and two, two okay, and two. Okay. Yeah, he covered the overtime yeah. game and he covered the Jacksonville game. Yes, he did. Actually, didn't he? No, Russell Wilson played against Detroit. Okay, Patrick, uh, I think you yeah. might be right there. R- I should, R- Russell I should stick to buffets and price guns. Sorry, R- R- Russell Wilson came back like two months early from a severed finger in order to play because Geno Smith yeah. was so bad. Yeah, he covered a fee, covered some numbers. But anyway, uh, it's inflated points. Don't you think, guys? I, I agree. Seattle on Monday? I agree. I, I think it's inflated points. Give me a 13 to 10 Broncos at the half. I'll happily collect my money. And then Denver can go on to win 34 to, to 13 or something like that. And I'll move on with life. But uh, I do think that there is something to this. Like, this is a, a very raucous crowd. Uh, primetime game. I, I don't like... There's just way too many narratives being built about Wilson wanting to beat Seattle. And I will point out, I actually do like the defense more so than the quarterback whenever these types of matchups happen because the defense is practiced against that quarter. Like they know the tendencies of that opposing quarterback. They practice against him regularly, so on and so forth. So I don't really put much stock into like, oh, you know, the quarterback knows the defense. No, I think it's the complete opposite way around. Anyways, uh, pure value play. Don't think Seattle's a good team. I do think Denver's a good team. Yep. Give me that three and a half in the first half. And uh, when they're down by 21 at the half, I will just log off for the night. Okay. Fair enough. That brings me to my bronze pick of the week. And the books are too cowardly all over the planet, Rob. They refuse to release any James Robinson total yardage props, which I want to smash the under on because I guess they know that guy coming back from is what we were doing to Cam Akers in the playoffs last year. It was like guy mm-hmm. coming back very quickly from Achilles injury. Achilles. Just just yeah. bet under on all of those things. Uh, but they have not released any yet, so that kind of screws me over here. I, I want to throw this out to you guys because, I mean – I'm starting to get like really cold feet about the Niners and the Bears game because it looks like Kittle might not play now. Debo's still kind of banged up. They're not going to have their center. Like, and just Chicago should be so bad, and somehow they're not going to be bad. And that's going to screw me over to no end. I was looking at the Commanders just like you were. I've kind of flipped on that throughout the week. I like the Jags at plus three and a half, but now that it's two and a half, not sure what to do with this. But I think I'm just going to buck what I think is the public sentiment on this one because I just. It seems to me, and maybe Rob and Cam, you can both confirm this, that every year coming into the season that everyone has the same two sleeper teams to win the Super Bowl. It's Minnesota in the NFC and the Chargers in the AFC, right? Yes. 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 That's every single year. Correct. Yeah. So Minnesota has a new coach. So all of a sudden they're great. Nah, not a chance. Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP on the other side, getting a po- only laying a point and a half. I don't care that it's in Minnesota. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah, they lose Devontae Adams. The offense is going to be fine. But I think the 
the thing that the critical piece of the Packers that everyone is overlooking is that the Packers defense is excellent. And, it is. Yeah. And it, is. it only got better in the offseason. If they can piece together the red zone efficiency of Devontae Adams, they can figure out ways to manufacture their way down the field. But if they can remain as efficient in the red zone, like when they had Devontae Adams, they're going to kill the Packers. They're at least going to win by three. Put it that Here's way. Here's the deal, though. Packers, notorious slow starters. Will their young receivers get, get acclimated with Rodgers? That's the thing. They always come under the gate cold. Minnesota's at home. Kirk Cousins is not as bad as everyone thinks. They have major weapons. Minnesota has a defense. Young players, they're going to be better as the year progresses. But, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that. That's a tough place to play, play Pat. I'm telling you, I think Minnesota wins that game. But, hey, that's just that's just my two cents. Yeah, I like Green Bay minus one and a half here. Just when it comes down Fair to enough. I, honestly, it's a very rudimentary way of capping. And, Rob, you're not going to enjoy this. But any game that's under three points, I look at both quarterbacks and take the better one. You know what? I've oftentimes thought about just going back the past couple decades and and saying like just bet the best quarterback in both in in every game and see what the ATS record is because I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty in a pretty good spot if you did that because you look at the end of the season every year um at least for many years all these top quarterbacks had the best ATS records so uh I I don't I don't have a strong opinion on this game I think the Vikings are actually pretty good teaser material in this game I don't see yes. too many instances where they get completely blown out at home with that said I do think that there's there's a lot of validity to what Pat is saying. We see this every year, right? Like a lot of people are always talking about the Vikings record in close games. And they're like, oh, the Vikings last year, they lost this many games. You know, eight of their nine losses were by a touchdown or less. And there's going to be some positive regression. And that never comes to fruition. But that was always the case because Mike Zimmer was there. And I think Mike Zimmer always put the team in a position to lose close games. Because when they got a lead, he would sit on it, run the ball, very ultra conservative. I wonder if that's going to change with O'Connell. I don't know that it is, but I'm I'm higher on Minnesota this year just because I think it's addition by subtraction at head coach. Couldn't like agree you, get, more. you get rid of the old school, bring in someone new. I think that elevates their performance. That said, Green Bay is in the same boat every year. People are always like, oh, Green Bay, they're going to regress. This is the year that they get worse because... They win all these close games. Their point differential is never good. They're pulled, scraping by by the skin of their teeth. They do that every year because they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And when it comes down to a final drive and you have Aaron Rodgers to win a close game, the chances are you're going to win the close game. So I don't buy into that stuff either. I think this line is right. I think Green Bay is deserving of being a very small favorite. I don't hate your rationale, Pat, in that close game. Expected to be a close game. Let me just take the better quarterback. I don't actually hate that, as dumb as it may sound to some people. Uh, but I do think that Minnesota has uh, has some real upside this year, not the fake upside under Mike Zimmer. I almost went with the Bucks with the same logic. Like, you give me Brady versus Dak towards the end of the game. And I just don't think that – I mean, you're the Cowboys fan. Like, is Jason Peters just going to step in and all of a sudden the offensive line is fixed? No. And uh, so – some books have started to post these team totals in this game. Like to me, Bucks team total over 26 or 26 and a half. To me, that's a banger of a play. People are, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Bucks offensive line and, and so on and so forth. It's probably going to like they have a worse offensive line, especially the interior. Now go and think about Dallas's defense and where does Dallas generate pressure? Are they generating pressure through the middle of the field? No, never. Their defensive line in the in the interior stinks. They don't have anyone that can generate pass rush in, in the middle of the field. They're going to have their best players on the outside, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, going after the best tackles, uh, the best part of the offensive line, which is the tackles for the Bucks. You still have Tom Brady there. I I, I think the Cowboys secondary is way overrated. I, I agree. Like, I, I mean, maybe this is just pessimistic Cowboys fan. For those who know me, I am pretty pessimistic Cowboys fan, but no chance in hell I would be taking Dallas this week. I think that's a Tampa Bay or nothing game. Trying to find it right now. Anytime touchdown scores. Maybe this is maybe this is something we can do because I'm doing the Monday show on the hammer with Spreadopedia and we're doing the same game parlay for the Monday nighter. Maybe I can give one away right here. It's just over four net receptions, over four net receiving yards. Because it feels like this is a bad offensive line, pressure from the outside, leak out four net, dump off city. That's how Brady moves the chains. That's how this game works. 
and knowing the Cowboys, they will they will give that up all game long and never be able to adapt to it. That's just like the most Cowboys situation as a fan. I'll watch the games. The same thing happens over and over. Dan Quinn is going to be up in the press box and he's, you're going to show him like 48 million times over the course of the game while they're just leaking yardage to the other team. Um, I'll be pleasantly surprised if, if, if the Cowboys, like it, these teams played the, the first game of last year. It was a very close game, if you guys recall. Uh, Tampa was favored at home by that in that one by like six or six and a half. Dallas almost won. Dallas was plus three in turnover margin in that game, and they still lost. There's still a sizable difference between these two teams, in my opinion. So um, I'll be rooting on the Cowboys as a fan, but uh, I'm not optimistic about their chances in this game. Well, if you want to win some money so, and with no risk, get in the draw for the Pat Mayo Experience. I'm giving away $1,000 in cold, hard cash. All you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Turn on those auto downloads for me. Thank you very much. Don't need to listen. Just need to download. We have a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Include your Twitter handle or your email so I can contact you if you're a winner. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel where you're here and smash the like on the way out. I want to thank Rob. I want to thank Cam. And if you want to see more of Rob, Cam, and myself, head on over to thehammer.bet as we'll have our survivor picks every single week, including week one. So go over there right now. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.